Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat teaching by Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. In one of the places that um, Sukkot is mentioned in the Torah, we have, because um, the, the holidays are mentioned in several different places and several different parshot. We read this morning from Parshat Emor, but it also appears in Parshat Re'eh, and there are references to it in Parshat Kitisa. So there are a lot of different parts, a lot of different places in the Torah where the Torah is meant, where, where this is mentioned. And I want to turn to one of them. Of course, I have the verse, but I didn't write down what verse it is. So one second. Okay, chapter 34 of the book of Exodus, book of Shemot, verse 22. So if you have a, if you have an Etzchayim Chumash, it's page 544. If you have a uh, Tanakh, a Bible, it's, cha- it's the 34th chapter of Exodus, Shemot, verse 22. So this is the part of uh, Parshat Kitisa, which the, the storyline of Parshat Kitisa are the, is the golden calf in the second tablets. But at the end of that, we get one of the run-throughs of the holidays, and each time the holidays are run-through, they're described somewhat differently. So actually, if you go back a verse, yamim tavod, six days you shall work, yom tishbot, on the seventh day you shall be, you shall rest, becharish bakatsir tishbot, you, shall, you should even rest from your plowing and from your reaping. Verse 22, make yourself a holiday of weeks, this is a reference to Shavuot. Shavuot, by the way, whose dating on the Jewish calendar is the most um, is, is, is the most uh, unspecific in the Torah. We place it on the fiftieth day after Pesach. Uh, it is not at all clear that that's exactly what the Torah had in mind. But here we're referring to that holiday. The Chag Shavuot Make yourself a holiday of of weeks. Bikurei, the first ripening Ketzir Chitim of the harvest of your of your wheat. And you would think that since each of the holidays require their own space, that the whole verse would be Shavuot. But then mid-verse, after the Etnachta, after the wishbone, which tells you that you're halfway through a verse, we switch. The Chag Ha'asif, the holiday of Asif, gathering, harvest, Tekufat Hashana. Tekufat Hashana are two words, which a basic level of Hebrew tells you what they mean, but it doesn't tell you what the verse means, right? We have that all the time. We discuss that in our, in our Rashi class, that it's one thing to know what the voca- vocab is. It's another thing to try to discern the intent of the, of the verse. Tikufa means a period of time. Shana means year. Those, these two words are in smichut. Tikufa tashana, the period of the time of the year. But what does that mean? It's translated here by the JPS, and the Feast of Ingathering, that's Asif, at the turn of the year. Okay, the turn of the year. So JPS, um, at least this new, um, um, this new translation of JPS, seems to say that we're at an inflection point. We're at like a fulcrum. In what way, let, let's say they're correct, because they might be. In what way might where we are right now on Sukkot be thought of as a turning of the year? How does that make sense agriculturally and um, in, in terms of the, the significance or the meaning of what the holiday represents? Um, I'm not sure what, the, what, what technology is being used there, but if you want to 
if you're comfortable raising your hand and comfortable being unmuted. Okay, so Gary's raising his hand. Gary, uh, it's yet, it, 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 things are starting to cool down in theory outside LA, but um, <laughs> starting to, the crops are starting to, to uh, finalize their, their fruit and everything else, and you're going to start t- turning down your soil and everything else. Okay, so if we're imagining the, um, the agricultural season being um, um, during, the, during the warmer months where the nutrients can penetrate and, the, and, and the, the wheat can come through, then when we get to Sukkot, we're, we're kind of at the end. You know, that's very uh, appropriate when you think about Kohelet, right, which is the uh, biblical book that we're going to read on Shemini Atzeret that there are seasons that turn. There is a, like a, a soft overtone of the death of something around, around Sukkot because it's the, end of the, it's the death of that agricultural cycle. So maybe Tikufa Tashana, according to JPS, they got it right. It's the turn of the year. It's, it's, it's the end of a cycle. In, in earlier JPS translations of the same text, it read it, it read it at the year's end, right? At the year's end. We think, and I mentioned this very briefly in uh, one of my highly, highly sermons, we think of the Jewish odometer beginning at Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. We, we go from 5780 to 5781, but as many of you know, in the biblical understanding, our New Year holiday takes place not in the first of the month of the year, but the seventh month of the year. Tishrei is the seventh month of the, of the year. The first month of the year is Nisan, because there's the other odometer of the Jewish people, which began at Exodus, when we were brought out from slavery. And so if you start at that at the beginning of that cycle, both historically and agriculturally, we've come to a conclusion. And remember, if you go, go back to, oh, I don't know, the year zero, the year 50, the year 200, the next thing after the Sukkot holiday on the calendar is what? And certainly, actually, if you go back biblically, let's go back 2,500 years. The next thing on the Jewish calendar after Sukkot and Shemini Atzeret is Pesach. There is no Hanukkah because the story hasn't happened yet. If you go back early enough, there's no Purim. The story hasn't happened yet. So maybe this is the Tekufa. We've completed this, this era of the year. And aside from the weekly Shabbatot and the Rosh Chodesh, the Tekufa is not going to begin again until we get to Pesach. Okay, that's a possibility. Um, there was an uh, article in Haaretz in the year 2018. Well, the, um, one of the Israeli newspapers, reported that scientists at Haifa University had reconstructed the contents of one of the last two undeciphered Dead Sea Scrolls. They found 60 tiny fragments, some that were no bigger than a square centimeter, and they were pieced together to produce an encrypted calendar that was used by a Jewish sect that lived in the Judean desert during the Second Temple period. And in this now deciphered scroll is the first mention of the word tikufa that we can find, which is used to designate the transition between the seasons. So they use that word tikufa as, again, like a, a, an inflection point. We're going from one part of the year to another different part of the year. In rabbinic Jewish law, the word tikufa means a solstice, right? Tikufa tevet is the is the Rabbi's way of referring to as the winter solstice. It's one of the, the significant points in the calendar where we move from one season to the next, right? I mean, I remember when we were children and we learned that spring begins on March 21st or 22nd, depending on what year you're in, and, 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 and uh, summer begins on June 21st. And that is related to something specific about where, where the sun is um, 
with respect to the earth, but it's also the human way of marking the beginning of something and the end of something. We, we like that way of ordering time. So maybe tikufat hashana, going back to the verse, is once you get to Sukkot, Sukkot with Shemini Atzeret as an add-on, that's the tikufah. Well, let's call it a game. Call it a year. Call it a season. Okay. Let me linger there for a moment before I bring to you the source that is really the source that is the linchpin of what I want to share with you. Any questions or comments on on what we've discussed so far as to what tekufa might mean specifically vis-a-vis Sukkot? Yes, no? Okay. Um, some of you know of the um, commentator called the Nitivot Shalom. Uh, Rabbi uh, no- Shalom Noach Berezovsky. He was the Slona Marebi. Uh, from the Slonimer Hasidim. He lived, um, his lifespan basically spanned most of the 20th century. And he wrote a wonderful commentary on the Torah called Nitivot Shalom. One of the most uh, kind of commonly quoted Hasidic commentaries, at least amongst me and my peers, because it's accessible, um, it's reasonable, it's, um, and, and it's beautiful. And he has beautiful insights both uh, into the Torah itself and into um, I'm not sure he would have used this word, but that's the psychology of human living and interaction. So he says something very interesting about Chag Hasif Tikufat Hashana, reading the text mid- totally midrashically, right? Or imagine say to- totally Hasidically. Read it the following way, he would say, my friends. Forget about Tikufa, meaning a period of time. Think of Pesach. Adir hu yivnei beit When we get to the tough. Takif hu, same root, taf kuf pei. Taf kuf pei can not only mean a season, an era, it can mean might. We say takif hu, God, is a God of strength. Chag ha'asif, what is this holiday of Sukkot? It is the holiday, chag ha'asif, where we gather up tekufat hashana, all of the strength we're going to need for the year. It's totally violating pshat of the text and totally beautiful. He wants us to imagine that Sukkot is the holiday because of our being exposed to the vulnerabilities of life. If you spent more than a little bit of time in your Sukkot today, you recognize what it means to have to live outdoors without the protection of insulation and air conditioning. If one can get through Sukkot, if one learns the lessons of Sukkot, he would say, that girds you with enough tikifut, enough strength and fortitude to last the entire year. What's interesting about his commentary is that Sukkot is also Zman Simchatenu. So this is the holiday of joy, celebration. And he says, underlying that is a, not a moroseness, but a gravitas to living in the elements, recapitulating the aloneness, the reliance on God, and the vulnerability of the Israelites in the desert, living with a structure that is intended to fall over if there is a heavy wind, if you can get through that week, tikufat hashana, you have the strength that it takes to get through the entire year. So, the Slonimer is less concerned in this verse with when this holiday happens, when it begins and when it ends, but more what happens to us while we're celebrating it. The calendar says, read other places in the Torah to find the calendar of the year. This is the spiritual calendar. 
what is supposed to be happening to us by our observing the holiday of Sukkot. I think this is a lovely way of reading the text in general, even more so, even more so this year, right? This year where precariousness seems to be hovering everywhere we look, how many times a day have you all said to yourself or to one another, this is precarious, but I'm alive. And when you get to the second half of that sentence, there's a surge. The world seems to be crumbling, but I'm doing okay. We're living through a pandemic, but I've got my health. And I've got, God willing, my family. And I have my well-being. If you can find a way to celebrate that kind of a moment, then you are gathering strength moving forward. I remember, I don't know, starting in April at some point, rabbis and cantors around the country started to dread the season. First of all, we couldn't imagine a pandemic really lasting that long because we'd never experienced anything like it. You know, we, we, we did Pesach, you know, on, at the last minute, um, you know, everyone just um, throwing everything they had at that holiday, but we figured that was the last time we were really going to have to do something um, so different than usual. We were totally dreading Yamim Noraim. In fact, there were many rabbinic puns out there saying that this year, the Yamim Noraim, the days of awe, would really be Nora. Remember that Nora in Hebrew can mean not only something that is deserving of awe, but awful. It makes that works that way in English as well. That's what that word means, awful, right? That these might be indeed yamim noraim, noraim. Just a, a, a debacle of a celebration of a Jewish year. And what's fascinating for me, and I'll say, I say this as a rabbi and as a Jew, and I'm thinking even of the bar, at the bar mitzvah this morning, they have become yamim noraim. These have been days of awe awe for what can be produced in trying circumstances, awe at the patience that people can extend to one another and the graciousness, awe at the creativity and the inventiveness of the Jewish people and of all people to come to terms with producing something of significance in limited circumstances. And I, and I hope you, am deriving strength from this. I have experienced this whole season in Narat Sukkot as being Chag Asif. A holiday in which my understanding of what it means to, to observe it now is gathering my strength that will hopefully sustain me for the rest of the year. So the Sloanomer could not have predicted Sukkot 2020. And I don't know if there's a particular moment in his life that had him associate um, Sukkot with this notion, but it's, I'll never read that verse different, uh, the same way again. Right, the first half of the verse, Shavuot, yes, that is about the first fruits. Sukkot, get ready for the winter. Sukkot, you're a squirrel gathering nuts. Sukkot, look around you and, and, and bank in your emotional and spiritual reservoir. The things that you've witnessed in others, the things that you've witnessed in yourself that are going to fill you up for whatever may come next until we, wait for it, are born again at Pesach. Because Pesach is the next Tikufat Hashanah, where the season, seasons begin again. Pesach is rebirth. Pesach is exodus. Pesach is things beginning again. That's, that's waiting for us. But it's a long winter until we get there.
So I'm so grateful to the Slotomer for that insight. Uh, thoughts, comments, reactions. Uh, we certainly are, are late enough in the night that we can go straight into Mari, but if there are reactions to the Slotomer's teaching uh, or anything that I've said, I'd love to hear them. Going once. Going twice. Shalom al Yisrael. So I wish you... Uh, uh, a good Shabbos and a good Yentif on that note. And I do hope that there, are been, there have been aspects of this season and this holiday where you feel like you're gathering strength that will last you through uh, this kind of endless year that is not changing anytime soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.